KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Ah, here we are. The final episode of 2011. Can you believe it? That's year eight, Rich. Year eight. Woo! So that's Rich in studio. Uh, also, we should have Ara on the phone. Ara, are you there? Gentlemen, I am here. I am horizontal. <laughs> I am scarred, but I am alive. This is your moment to tell the story. What's going on? Wow. Well, there's so many stories to tell, but... Um, Let's let's just keep this one a little short and sweet. Um, yeah, so I find myself with a hernia, and so I just had some surgery last week. Awesome. And, and I love, as you know, I love surgery so much that I was so excited to have it. <laughs> and, and I'm not even joking. Everyone I tell this to, um, including the doctor, doesn't believe me and laughs. But um, Why would I believe that you love surgery? There's because there's nothing better than surgery when you're in excruciating pain. <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. You didn't describe it to me as excruciating in the past. It was. It, it, it didn't start that way, certainly. But it uh, it was definitely going down that road, and um, yeah, it was. It was fantastic. So does this mean I, no more spicy food for you? No, 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 no. There's nothing at all to do with my pension for. Um, blowing my brains out with maximum spice. Um, all right then. So, so what are you unable to do other than uh, sit or stand or come to the studio? Well, I mean, right now, you know, I'm just I'm just lying down. It's been about four days, five days since the procedure. Um, so I'm just trying to take it easy on on this thing here. Actually, like a couple days, I tried to move around. Um, like, as in, like, sit down for a while and do something, or um, actually, like, get driven to, like, I don't know, to go eat and sit down and eat. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit of, little bit of oozing happened, so that was, you know, I guess I like to live life at the limit. Oh, my god! So, um, that was a little bit too much, so I'm just trying to take it easy and make sure that my, you know, my wound heals a little bit better before I start uh, becoming... More physical, let's say. All right. Well, hey, I'm a, I appreciate that you're toughing it out for us on the last episode of the year. That's, well, how uh, could I miss it? And, and I always tell my friend, actually, I, I just made it up. I don't always tell him. But uh, there's absolutely nothing disadvantageous for a man uh, about having his uh, area near his junk scarred. Oh, oh okay. I hadn't, I hadn't thought to ask, but I'm glad that you clarified. In case you're wondering. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. Are you, are you, how big a visible scar are you going to have as a result of this? It's it's about an inch long. Oh, that's um, nothing. Which is um, yeah, I mean it's not that bad. Um, but it won't but, it won't result in the lady saying, "Oh my, that's so big," when they see your scar. Well, they don't need to. I mean, they say that anyway. They don't need to look at that. <laughs> uh, that that's quite a quite the setup we had going there. <laughs> okay, but well, I, I got to tell you guys something about sickness and the Elder Scrolls. Uh, okay. I This has happened to me every single time. Every single time there's been an Elder Scrolls game that just came out. You have surgery? 
I don't have surgery. Uh, it's not quite that one-to-one, but there's been, like, something in my life that has really, really made it nice that there is a incredibly long and plodding and slow game out there that I can spend hundreds of hours on. Because when Morrowind came out, that was when I had my gallbladder problem. And I had to have my gallbladder taken out. That's surgery. And and yeah, that is surgery. And this is so now now the whole nation like knows my medical history. This is Wait, do you have any organs left? <laughs> there are some left. There's more to go, but there's more elder schools to go. You still have an appendix, right? I got that one, yeah. Okay, not not for long, my friend. <laughs> That's the next one. Elder Scrolls Six. Call up Bethesda, whoever it is that makes this game. Who yeah, makes Skyrim? Okay, yeah. Bethesda. It is Bethesda. Don't make me laugh, guys. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, when Oblivion came out, uh, that was actually around the time of like a fairly bad breakup for me. So Oblivion was there to replace the needs that were previously being met by a girlfriend, and now. Now that I have this problem and this surgery, there's I really I find myself not being able to do much other than play Skyrim, and it's, I'm so ambivalent about this game. I mean, it's like incredible one second, and then the other second, like I I don't know, like I just feel like I'm just getting raped or something. I don't know. So uh, you have to play Skyrim. Is 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 your Gran Turismo setup not acceptable for the post surgery? Oh Definitely no no not. oh no no not at all. <laughs> That's a little bit too much physical activity for me, uh, as much as I hate to say it. It is, dude. That wheel pushes and pulls on you and stuff. Yeah, and you got to sit up. Back and... Well, you know, yeah, i got to tell you, I, I thought on several occasions after talking to you about Skyrim uh, and then being stuck in Nebraska for nine days, <laughs> yeah. I thought to myself, boy, it sure would be nice to have an Xbox and a copy of a game that I could just spend uh-huh. lots of time with. Because I actually, I brought, uh, I think I told you, I've been playing Mario Galaxy 2, um, nope. After having not played it when it actually came out like a year and a half ago or a year ago, whenever the hell it came out, um, so I picked it up and I'm like halfway through at this point. I brought it with me to Nebraska, but like the, I don't know how much detail I need to get into the television <laughs> where the Wii is hooked up at this house. Bad. The in-laws. It's in a very high traffic area with people who don't like video games, so it makes me wonder oh. why they got a Wii. But um, very difficult, and especially with the Wii, like you need you need to be able to. You can't have people walking in front of you, man. Yeah. Because you're but pointing at the sensor. In front of you more than normal because they dislike video games. No, but like, <laughs> it's great. They'll they'll walk in front and just like turn and sort of stare at it while they're in front of me. No, no respect for the fact that I'm actually playing a game. I see. They, and they, and they under normal conditions, could not see the TV. What was that? They don't have appreciation for the video game etiquette. They don't. They don't understand. Not only could I not see the game, I also couldn't control the game properly because I couldn't see the, the the sensor bar. So that was frustrating, um, and I didn't really play very much, only a little bit one day, Christmas Eve or something. But, like, you know, if I had Skyrim or something, I would have just taken it down to the basement. And uh, and, and they wouldn't have played. seen you for, like, six days. Nah, I'd just been like, bye, guys. <laughs> well, that's pretty much hey, what happened anyway. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm going to go in the basement. You know what I was doing Skyrim. instead? You know what? I stayed up till like 5.30 in the morning playing Civiliz- Civilization Revolution on my iPad, but it was the iPhone version being played Ooh. on my iPad. Um, What's that one like? Is that anything like the actual version of the it's ex- game? Honestly, I mean, obviously it looks a little bit different, okay. but it is exactly the same as okay. Civ Rev. The mechanics the are all the same. Yeah, it's all... <clears throat> it's it's more difficult to play because of some... Um, 
what are, what are the, the word I'm looking for? So they had to make some compromises with the interface. Okay. Um, so, like, let's say you have ten units in a particular city, and you want to do something with one of them that's not the first three. Really hard, <laughs> uh, because it only shows you three of them. And, there, like, I know there is a way to pull up the other ones, because sometimes I would do something that would trigger it to, like, switch over to the next one. But sometimes that same thing would not. <laughs> so, so I don't quite know. But uh, I just recently got CivRev uh, for iPad, for the iPad, um, like, two hours ago, right? Uh, I was waiting to get, like, I used a Groupon coupon, which gave me a free iTunes gift card. So I waited to get that, but it took till after Christmas for them to send me the code. Anyway, finally got it. And I put CivRev on there for two whole dollars. It's totally on sale now, right, by the, by the way. But I didn't want to buy it, pay full price because apparently it crashes like the Dickens, according to all the reviews. And so I wanted to pay as little as possible and, in fact, using a gift card. So. Speaking of crashing like the Dickens. Skyrim? This, this game is like an abusive relationship, man. Kind of it, like a man it, in his intestinal wall? It, it runs well on my computer. Yeah, I'm not just talking about, like, it running well. Well, let me just say that, like, I skipped the second update because people said it broke things more, and then I got the third one, and then it broke things more. Yeah, I don't know. So like, I... Now, like, I don't have any detailed textures in my game at all. That's weird. Which is, it's, it's a bit frustrating. But also, like... For everything in that game that is just, like, incredible and glorious, like, I just find something that is just incessantly, like, annoying at best and just really just soul-crushing at worst. Like, you know, these, like, lately, my, my latest complaint is that these dragons, like, they just, like, I'll load the game, and then three seconds, oh, here's an elder dragon destroying me. And if it doesn't destroy me it destroys somebody else who I need for a quest, and then I just have to reload. Like, what was the point of that? Absolutely nothing. Dragons, man. They kill stuff. Yeah, the the dragons kill their quests for you in case they weren't, the quests weren't bugged enough. Yep. Just one time when, um, you know, the dragons sometimes will try to, like, eat people, right? So there was a soldier... Uh, you know, like one of the guards, and I was shooting the dragon, and the soldier had pit- the the dragon had like picked up the soldier in its mouth, so it's like okay, clearly I'm not shooting arrows at the soldier, I'm only hitting the dragon, but the game decided, I guess somehow, that because the soldier was in the dragon's mouth, that he counted as getting attacked too. So as soon as the dragon was dead, the soldier was on like permanent, I'm gonna try to kill you mode. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. It's well, things like aren't perfect in Fairyland, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Are there fairies in this game, actually? that's a, That was a wild assumption on my part. I know there's dragons. But, yep. uh, all right. Well, you know, it's amazing how I can continue hearing about Skyrim, uh, a game that I still haven't played for real. I don't know. Like, Rich, are you still playing this game? Um, I I haven't played it recently, mostly just because there have been a million games on sale on Steam. And like different achievements to get to get rewards from Steam, so I have like a dozen coupons now for just fifty percent off random games on Dude, Steam. Can I tell you, I'm I'm a little bit saddened by the fact that you now have even less reason to leave your house because Steam has invaded your life, and you uh, you don't have to actually go to the store anymore. Steam is amazing. For some people, going to the store is probably the only reason they ever have to leave. 
I go buy food. Yeah. That's why. That's why. I can't <laughs> download. Luckily, the grocery store is across the street from your house. I can't so download to go too food. Far. So. <laughs> you can order pizza. Yep. Can you order pizza from Skyrim? No. I no. mean, you can just go to the internet. Do you have a pizza button yet? I could hit shift tab and bring up the web browser within Skyrim because it's through Steam and then just order pizza through that. Okay, good. Well, anyway, uh, as I said, I was playing games on the iPad and uh, iPhone and whatever, and I want to talk a little bit about that and sort of, um, I mean, we'll, we'll be back after break in a, in a minute here, but I'm going to talk about uh, portable games and a tendency they have to, to force you out of the game. So uh, I'm going to leave that cliffhanger and be right back. In the meantime, Ara, take this break to rest, relax, heal a little bit, and, uh, and be ready for more after these messages. Arizona's News Talk Leader. KFNX, AM 1100. All right, we are back. Unfortunately, Ara is not in the studio, so I get to lead in to all the sessions today. And in doing so, I will remind you to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Don't forget, if you want to call us in the studio while we're, we're airing live, you can call us, 866-536-1100. I don't actually know if we can talk to you and Ara at the same time, but uh, I will still tell you to call in. And uh, beyond that, you can go to our own website. Uh, oh, I'm told that, that we can all talk at the same time. That's great. Um, uh, you can go to our website, chatterboxgameshow.com, uh, you know, to look at all of the false information that I post up there and um, <laughs> and whatnot. So, uh, Ara, again, you're still with us, correct? I'm still here. Fantastic. So, I said before the break that I wanted to talk about uh, portable games and their tendency to kick you out of the game. And here's what I meant by that. Um, I know, Ara, you don't, you don't play iOS games. Rich, do you have any experience with them? Not iOS, Android, though. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. I have experience um, watching various animals play iPhone games. (laughs) Oh, dude, did you see that toad? Yeah. You're talking about the frog? That was not an iPhone, by the way. And then, like, I got to clicking, and then there's, like, something like a Komodo dragon or some kind of lizard playing the game, and then... Yes, you may or may not know, uh, Friskies has made uh, games just for cats. I did not know that. I will... I'm sure my wife will be getting that as soon as I tell her. <laughs> I hope it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I've been playing these iOS games, and uh, so I'll, I'll use Jetpack Joyride as the example, but this is a, a theme that I think is present in a lot of them, right? So uh, Cannibalt is another example. We've talked a lot about Cannibalt. I think we've sure. all played that, right? So it's a game that basically is just uh, it's a score crunch, right? You want to go from point A to point B, and B is infinite, and you just keep going, and it gets progressively more difficult by getting, in the case of Cannibalt and Jetpack Joyride, uh, progressively faster. <clears throat> now, in Cannibalt, it's less, the issue is less egregious to me. So I'll describe Jetpack Joyride as, as the prime example. You've got all this stuff, in a way, and I, I'm not going to describe the game completely, except to say that uh, the only method of control is tapping the screen. If you hold it, your jetpack causes, I mean, you, 
you fire up the jetpack, your character goes to the top of the screen. If you let go, he goes to the bottom of the screen. That's okay. It. Yeah. And in, in doing so, you avoid things on the screen that can kill you. Yeah. Right. Simple enough. You can understand. You can go up. You can go down. And if you hit something, you die. Um, <clears throat> the problem is, the screen obviously is limited. Right. It doesn't go on forever. But the stuff in the way goes on forever. So as it gets faster and faster, um, it becomes not just difficult to evade the items in the way, but impossible. So much so that I'm confident that if you programmed a computer uh, to play this game, you know, sans human, but to, but didn't give it prior knowledge of where the where the objects were going to be, right? Just said it. As soon as you see it on the screen, you can act. You know, mm-hmm. as fast as a computer could act, I'm confident that this game would still not be possible. And I, I kind of wanted to pose this question to you, Ara, <clears throat> since you have a lot more uh, game design thought than, than myself or other people. Um, like, I, I was thinking, in order for a game to be legitimate to me, it should be possible for some human on the planet, or if you want to press it, some sort of robotic device, right, to be able to play this game and succeed forever. <clears throat> that sounds reasonable. Right. If not, the game has a problem. And uh, in the in the case of Jetpack Joyride, you can't move your character wherever you want on the screen immediately. There's lag, right, because it's like he's floating, and if you let go, he, he descends at a certain rate. Um, and so if you want to avoid an object on the bottom, you have to fly up. But if you let go, because you, you very quickly need to fly down, well, you... You can't because there's lag in the fact that he is a it's a parabola, right? He's floated but, up and then he floats down, and you can't avoid things. Yeah, like it's it comes so fast. By the time you let go, it it's hits too late. You. It's too late. Yeah, um, and so like it's I think I'm I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I I really do I think it's going. impossible um, to go on forever, right? Clearly, right. it should become difficult, and just because I'm not good at the game isn't my point, but like I'm confident it becomes impossible. And I, I think that that style of uh, difficulty enhancement is illegitimate. And it's, it's bothered me because a lot of games come out, um, you know, for iOS, which is I've been playing more and more of lately just because I only have five minutes at a time uh, to dedicate to these things. And I'm like, oh, this game is fun. I like it a lot. I like getting the achievements, whatever. And, I, and it keeps me going. But the only thing that has kept me going is the, the achievements that it has in it, which is something that Aura, you contend with, often saying like achievements are lame and they hurt hurt the game they destroy really the essence of the gameplay experience by forcing you to well, do something that is can, external I mean, to the to the game yeah. primarily it's a bit of you know a double-edged sword in, in many ways but it, i mean you bring up a really interesting situation right um you know the first thing is is that you know i'm not saying that this is you right but at the same time um when a sufficiently naive player is presented with a sufficiently difficultly appearing scenario, it can seem impossible to them where somebody who's actually much better can still do it. Uh, having said that, that doesn't discount the possibility of it actually being completely impossible to play up to a point. And I think what's happened um, in these types of games, I mean, this is essentially a balancing issue where the game developer, designer, um, just couldn't be too bothered with uh, basically tuning the game past a certain point or even at all. You know, they just, one of the easiest things in the world to do to uh, add some sort of progression to a game is, okay, do this, but faster, you know. And it's also one of the easiest things in the world to basically apply that rule blindly so that, you know, in, invariably you'll get to a point where it just becomes impossible. 
But I agree with you in that, you know, I think you're right. It's incredibly unsatisfying to be presented with a scenario that, on the face of it, seems like uh, the game is telling you you should be able to do it. But no, it's impossible. And then I do think that that's really lame and, you know, like I said, unsatisfying. And if, if the game is designed carefully um, or properly, you should not ever have that situation. The game, I don't think it's fair for a game to present you a scenario that's actually impossible. Well, that's exactly no, this how. Isn't, this isn't Kobayashi Maru, okay? <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't Star Trek. Well, and that's how, that's how I that's how I felt about it. And the reason I was thinking about this is because I I was trying to analyze why is it that I liked the game at first and after a relatively short time, rather than like okay, you've had your time with it. Although I guess maybe I did put a lot of time into it. It's hard for me to gauge. I've had a lot of downtime away from home where I don't have real games to play. Um, you know, why is it that I'm no longer interested in the game? And it's and I'm I'm telling myself it's because it gets to the point that it's impossible. Where like if it ramped up to a certain difficulty where it's just purely difficult, but not ridiculous difficult, right? Yeah. Um, then it's, it's, you can recognize your own fault as being the reason for failure, right? But when it gets to the point where you can't even recognize that you did something wrong, um, where, where it is seemingly impossible, then I'm just like, you know what? I have no interest in playing this anymore because, you know, what, it, what does it matter, right? I'm obviously okay. never going to be able to get further than where I I did unless there's luck involved. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like, I'm going to say a few things that are even stronger, right? Like, if the game presents you with a situation that you feel like is impossible, then I consider that a failure on the part of the game's design and implementation. Well, I mean, that might be spreading a little bit too thin just because some people are willing to, to perceive something as impossible far too quickly. Well, I mean... It depends who the person is, right? Like, if there's a person who's never played a video game before and they're going to play a game uh, that's even remotely difficult, they're going to find that to be impossible almost immediately. But, like, somebody like right, any of us... No, it's not that person's fault is what I'm saying. I, I would blame place the blame on the designer. But, but I mean, implementer. all games can't can't fall under that category. You can't say, well, true, well true. Skyrim that's, that's is hard. a bad game because somebody who's never played a video game ever in their life would be confused and not know what to do when they first start playing Skyrim. Well, well don't, don't, get me, don't, don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying that the game overall is a failure just because that can happen to one person. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that the, the ideal, you know, my, 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 my platonic ideal of the perfect difficulty curve for a game is one where the player is never in a situation where they feel like it's impossible to progress. And it's difficult to do with everybody, okay, but that yeah. shouldn't be a reason why games should not try to do that. You know, we should not stop striving to make games in that way just because it makes them harder to make, you know. Yeah. And this is interesting because this is this kind of goes along with another pet peeve that I have. You know, uh, you guys may know, like, I always like to say, um, you know, some of the best games in the world, like, always allow you to negotiate some part of the game without making any mistakes. Like, no matter how hard it gets, it can get incredibly hard, but there's still some way to do it if you're good enough without making a mistake. And the funny thing is, is that, like, when somebody's making a game like this, right, like, let's say, like, um, this jetpack style game where it goes faster and faster, right? So, come to a point where they're like, oh, yeah, now it gets impossible. And there's a certain thing they do to address that. 
that is really, really lame. And I will address that when we get back. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, everyone. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Back again, halfway through the program this evening. Don't forget, guys, this is the last show of 2011. I'm sure I don't, I don't need to remind you, but it's a, it's especially awesome for us. Uh, Rich is back, at least for this week, um, and and was here a long time ago. Yeah. Ara has been here for a long, long time. I've been here for slightly longer than either of them. Uh, this marks almost the end of eight years on the air at KFNX. We started. I don't even remember the the first day of the show. It was somewhere mid-January. That's all I remember. Uh, I could probably go back and find out. I don't even know if I could figure it out based on the records that I have. But um, Would it even be worth the effort? No, not at all. No. And I don't even know if I've kept pro- proper record with the, the naming of the episodes every week. Otherwise, you could do basically 52 times 8 to get 416 or something. I think this is 412 maybe-ish, something like that. Which means we're damn close is all I'm saying. Eight years, long time for a show. I don't know how much longer I can keep going. <laughs> uh, how long am I going to stay in Phoenix? Who knows? Um, but but it's good, and we're going to keep going for a little bit longer. Ara, you're there with us? Yes, sir. Ah, oh, fantastic. All right, so let me break it down for you guys, okay? So I'll, I'll back up a step for um, those who get confused by commercial breaks um, or gaps in time consisting of 10 seconds. Um, so let's say you're making a game, right? And it's this jetpack game, okay? Like the one you just described. Jetpack Joyride by Halfbrick Studios, the makers of the fruit slashing craptacular game. Okay, so like in this game as it is right now, like is it like is it inaccurate for me to say that um, you like if you hit something you die and you have to start over or something? Absolutely, it's a one hit wonder. Okay. There you can okay. you can get bonuses so. that allow you to. to get a second life, but it's okay, generally okay, okay. not the game. So anyway, fight. let's let's assume that like just for sake of discussion that doesn't make sense. Okay? Okay. So you make a game and then that's the game you're making and if you make one mistake you die. And so in invariably, right, if you're following this motif with the it just gets faster and faster the better you do you will reach a point where it's actually eventually it's a, it's impossible, right? You'll reach a point where eventually, like, you just, you will die no matter what, right? And a lot of designers, a lot of game developers, uh, reach that point when they're testing their game. And one thing that they do um, to account for this, to deal with this problem, one one solution you could say, is that they're like, okay, um, let's just give the guy extra hits, right? Let's just give him a life bar. Let's just let him take three or four hits before he dies, right? Um, but to you, this games, is unacceptable. Games like the, you know, like the, the a lot of the Lego games are, um, oh, particularly Traveler's Tales, who makes makes those. Um, they do that all the time, and, and I find this to be a highly unsatisfying way to address the problem. Because as you can see, the way that I framed it, right, I think it's already obvious, right? 
it's it doesn't fix anything, right? You haven't actually fixed anything because you still get to a point where it's impossible for you to do anything. You haven't solved that problem. You're just giving the player like another extra chance. And so the game just becomes this very like I don't know, this very like muddy kind of like war of attrition. This is why I don't like and I and I actually objectively don't think that games where you have big life bars and you just get hit with a ton of things that subtract you off your life and you can't dodge them all. There's no way, right? And so what you end up having to do is like come up with this really weird technique of playing where it's like, well, I'm always going to get hit no matter what, so I'm just going to try to play in a way that I get hit the least. You know, and that kind of like interaction, that communication, I feel is very muddled. And so it's very, uh, very unsatisfying for me to make a game that way. Yeah, this actually reminds me of uh, Simpsons Arcade, which is probably probably not impossible, but to I mean to go through perfectly. But that's how people end up playing it. It's quarter munchers. It's kind of like how I played Otomedius, uh, Otomedius Excellent, where I just stopped caring, let myself die, and would just continue infinitely because I could. Right, and, right. and at its at its most extreme extent, that's what happens. So I take it to the extreme, basically. Yeah, and I know, like. A lot of these connect games, I think, fall under the same kind of uh, category of you you can't play these games without getting hurt or without missing stuff or whatever it might be, right? Like, if you're going to play, I don't know why this example popped in my head, but Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, even on the final boss when you fight Ganondorf, you can never get hit during that entire battle. You can... You can go through perfectly without getting damaged once if you're good enough. But a lot of games, uh, like that uh, Blood Rain game that was that side-scroller, like part of that game is you're just guaranteed to get hit no matter yeah, what. You have to get hit, and then you have to suck people's blood to regain that health. But like, I, I don't think there's any way to play that game without not getting hurt. But there's other games on Connect like the the ball game that shoot at you or whatever, like, you have to miss balls. You have to miss things, objectives, yep. to get something else. But I don't know. So you may ask, why do people do that, right? If Because if it sounds like we're all in agreement that that's probably less than ideal. Because right? it's easy. Well, because we're, we're thinking about it. A lot of people don't necessarily think about it or care, right? A lot of well, players, that, I mean. That's, that's true, too. But, you know, we that's this is why we take the extra step for our listeners. But, um... You're right, it's the easy way out. That's precisely why they do it, because if they would have to re-redo a whole bunch of other stuff in order to make that inner as rock-solid as it should be. You know, and this is why the real design is hard, and real design takes a lot of time, and real design is often just skipped over by most developers. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... Well, it, I'm glad I was able to bring that up. It's just too easy, and and they're probably going to make just as much money on that game, even if it wasn't that way. I know. Well, yes, and, that, and now we get into a lot more complicated things. Because it's right? it's but it's, it's like, the how much money are we going to make? Okay, how much money is it going to cost to fix this? If we even care, let's just not fix it because we'll just make money anyways. Well, I mean, another reason I bring this up, right, is is because this is a, a common game that you're seeing on these machines that are where people are expected to play a game for a short time, right? Like, they're building this kind of game because it's meant to be uh, a short-time game. And I think back yeah, to, like... Yeah, but they're also expected to develop for a short time, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. But, I mean, like, 
so these days, let's say we were building Pac-Man, right? Uh, I'm sure Pac-Man didn't take two days to build when it was first made, but now someone could make Pac-Man in two days. No problem, right? Um, but that game, that was a quarter muncher. Most people would play a little bit and die real fast, but you didn't have to. You could play it perfectly, and you could sure as hell play it for a very long time um, without getting hurt because it was it was built well enough to to allow for that. It wasn't just something that sped up. So like there were games that sort of fit this model of play for just a few minutes um, that didn't all take this this chintzy way out. And I'm honestly like I'm, I'm thinking about it more because I've been put in a position recently during the holidays of looking for a game to play on my iPad, and I'm just like. I don't know. I don't want it to be another one of those games. You just try to jump on as many clouds as possible or run on as many buildings as possible or go as far without hitting a laser beam as possible because those get really boring to me really, really fast, right? It's like, okay, great, I got this far, and great, I'll get a little bit further next time, maybe, right? But it doesn't introduce gameplay or, de- or decisions or anything like that. Um, they're just not carefully crafted, you know? I mean, they don't make them like they used to. Well, I... I wonder why, right? Like, board games are great. Like, you can play Catan on this thing, even though Catan's not done as well as I'd like it to be. I'll tell you one reason why. I Short development that, cycles? Is that what you're going to say? Well, I'll tell you one reason why I think that it's the way it is. And that is that, you know, it, it's, I think, more commercial. It's way more commercial than it was in the NES days. And, you know, just like, you know, Furniture that was made a long time ago was made to, I, I think we would agree, like a much higher level of quality. It's it's not as much of a craft anymore. It's so commercialized that, um, you know, everyone's got to get paid. you got to make your money in a short amount of time, and you got to get your product out the door. And these are the kind of corners that get cut. Well, here's what I'm worried about. Today, you can still buy well-crafted furniture. You just have to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. But yes. I can't. You can still get good games it's hard to find a good Possibly. ios game well i mean there there are some like the like i was going to say board games I've, I've been enjoying like ticket to ride i was introduced to recently have you played this game by the way no i don't i don't know what that game ticket is. ticket to ride well you played Catan, right so yes. it's you know it's not the same as Catan, but it's another one of those fun board games that has a little bit of thought it's not just all random like a candy land or something right um and they have an iPad version, which is supposed to be awesome, right? So I think I'm going to get that later tonight and play that. Um, that's that's really well done. But also, like, it's a board game. And board games can convert pretty well to a, a system like this. Um, but I'm wondering, like, what about a new experience? What about an action game or some sort of fun... Um, well, I think we need, you know, we need to have at least a niche market of consumers that uh, understand and appreciate the you know the beauty of these things, so that there they will exist a market to support people who, you know, want to pay extra to get that extra. But we're we're kind of like in, it's like we're kind of like in Mad Cat's controller zone, right? It's like where are the super high end controllers? Well, there's a few, you know, there's very very small market, you know, like the like the dance pad with the five hundred dollar all metal stuff, right? Yeah. But by and large. All the peripherals are cheap as possible. Yeah, well, the thing is... like, same thing happened to the candy. I know people like us have thought these things and then decided to become developers for mobile games, and I want to see where those games are. Because I've even played the games that are supposed to be super good, right? And they're still not fun. So, I don't know. I'm I'm ready to take suggestions on on good iOS games that aren't just um, time killers. We'll be right back.
right, we're back. This is the last little segment of our show today, and that will cap off 2011. We'll move right into 2012 next week. Rich is here. Ara's here. And uh, while you're listening with us, while you are here, you can also go be somewhere else simultaneously because I know you've got at least two screens in front of you right now. Go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. See uh, the programs they have to offer. Maybe move, move to our area, Phoenix, Tempe area. Go to some classes. Get your brain on. So, yeah. we've been talking about mobile games. I want to get off the topic, uh, but if you do have suggestions for good games, uh, preferably ones that won't cost a lot of money, uh, send them my way. Emails on the website, chatterboxgameshow.com. Rich just mentioned uh, Sword Brothers or Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, something like that. Um, so I may take a look at that one day. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, Ara, I guess I should ask. Do you have anything you wanted to, to cover? There was one other thing that I wanted to talk about. It's all you, brother. Okay. So, Got in the studio and I asked Rich, "Have you heard about this thing with the the marketing, ocean marketing, whatever, which was all over Penny Arcade today?" And Rich, you've you've heard about this, yeah. Ara, have you heard about this? I, I've heard of marketing. You've you've heard, heard of, of marketing in general, or you've heard of something to do with marketing today? No, in general only. Okay, so I actually I don't know that we need to get into it a lot, but I do want to bring it up just because it's hilarious and it happened today. And yeah. things happening today get my attention today. <laughs> um, so there was a guy who uh, bought some controllers, PS3 Avenger. I don't know what this is. It's some wacky controller so thing. So there, right? yeah, it's some huge attachment. So apparently it was originally developed for people who some some kid had like not finger hands. Is it the thing with little like cables and stuff and pulleys yeah, hanging all over the thing? Yeah, it's got it's got stuff going everywhere. Okay, and so I've seen that thing. You can play games better with it if you have normal hands, but you can yeah. play games at all if you don't. So it's this totally if it's if it's what I'm thinking of, it's yes. this totally weird contraption that you attach on top of your controller. And I thought they had one for 360, but we're talking about PS3 in this in this example anyway. Um, so it snaps on, and it's got, like, these weird arms and stuff. So, like, with, with your index finger and middle finger, you can be pressing the A and, and X buttons and stuff, so you don't have to take your fingers off the, the thumbsticks, and it allows you to be quicker on the controller. Um, point is, dude bought a controller, <clears throat> and then he asked the guys selling it, like, hey, where, where's it at, man? You guys said it was going to be here at the beginning of December. And uh, without just re- reviewing all of the details back and forth of the emails that have been published... Um, Bottom line is, guy asked about it. It turns into this explosive argument between the two, with the the marketing slash sales dude being a total d bag, and um, and then uh, at some point, I don't even remember who. One of them mentioned packs. Yep. And uh, then the email was sent over to uh, Mike at Penny Arcade, or just everyone at Penny Arcade, and Mike picked it up. And Mike's all like, "Really? This guy has a booth at PAX East." We'll be canceling that. <laughs> and that entered into an argument between Mike or, or Gabe at Penny Arcade and wow. the D-Bag guy. And it gets all published online. And, and this guy was talking about all the different shows he's going to, CES and E3 and PAX and all these places. And he was name-dropping. Oh, he was name-dropping. All these people. Name-dropping, uh, whatever his name is, Cliffy B, Blazinski. That's what I was looking yep. I was going to say, Klazinski. So Blazinski and all these other people. And I just... I haven't seen Fallout yet because I think it was only published on Penny Arcade today. But I almost yeah. guarantee that all of those guys will distance the hell yeah. <laughs> out of this guy. Like, no, we want nothing to do with this dude. And he's just completely excommunicated from the industry. When he was going on and on about, you know, how he's so invested in the industry and he knows people and all that, it's going to be hilarious. So what's so what's happened? Okay, uh, is this like how, uh, the uh, customer service rep for HTC telling a customer that? Um, 
they can't make their phones better if they spend all their time repairing their customers' phones. It's it's kind of like that, except um, that that has a. I read that recently. That has at least a little bit of sensibility behind it, but it's totally not customer service. This guy was totally in a customer service, and he had horrible grammar, and he was a total d bag. Yeah, because he was all like, "I know this guy and this guy and this guy, and you're just one customer, and you can go cry to mommy. You're a baby who can't even afford to whatever." And I was like, "Dude, he bought two of your controllers that were really expensive, yeah. and you should be kissing his ass." Talk about getting avenged. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, I urge anyone who hasn't taken a look to go look at Penny Arcade where there's just a a full recount of all of the emails back and forth. It'll take you a little bit of time, but it's totally worth it, especially because in the coming days, like today, tomorrow, I'm I'm sure that Cliff will write something on Twitter, or if he hasn't already, right? On Twitter, on his blog or something, saying like, yeah, either I don't know this guy or I did and I don't care about him anymore. (laughs) So So what's happened since then, too, like... Just today already, um, it sounds like because there's a difference between this guy works for the PR company, uh, Ocean Marketing, whatever, is isn't the same company that's actually selling the controllers. So the comp- the company that makes the controllers has since announced that they're not using this PR firm anymore because of course yeah. They- totally screwed them over. But I bet all the reviews on everything are going to be totally they're, killed by people. Amazon reviews. Killed. Yeah. Um, but since then, since this as well, this guy has emailed Mike again at Penny Arcade, essentially apologizing, saying like, oh, I didn't know it was really you. I thought you were somebody else pretending to be Mike from Penny Arcade, and I'm sorry, and I didn't mean it. And like, he was going back and all this stuff. And but then so, Mike wrote back to him, and then he wrote back basically being like, I will screw you. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so Mike posted it on, on the uh, Penny Arcade again, just saying, here's an update. And like one of the things he was saying, he's, he goes, "I don't, I don't think he's sorry for what he did. I think he's just sorry that he got caught, because he's everything he wrote was just ridiculous." And then like Kotaku was writing, they found his email address and went back, and he had posted years ago about how he was on steroids on some forum, and so Kotaku was saying, "Oh, he's just got roid rage," and like it's getting out of control. Really, it's it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, he threatened to sue Penny Arcade, and they're like, yeah, whatever, we don't care. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, Mike writes, around midnight last night, Paul, the, the bad guy in this story, sent me a mail saying that I could expect to hear from their attorneys. As of right now, that still has not happened, and honestly, I don't expect it will. Our attorneys, who are real people with an office and everything, <laughs> are ready should it get to that point, though. Like, it's just hilarious because it's some guy just throwing his weight around. And I'm sure the people who listen to this show and and me and all the people who are in this, who love games or, uh, you know, put themselves in this industry by, by consuming, um, hate guys like this. And it feels like we're all rallying behind the story to be like, ha ha, D-bag goes down because he was a total D-bag, right? So, so what was the inciting event? What, this, what, is the, what was the first thing? Oh, the, pro- the product was late. The, the product was supposed to be delivered, you know, beginning of December uh, rather than after Christmas. And this guy... Right, but, then, but then there was some response that was like, that really the, framed this guy as The customer guy. had it kind said... Of, in my opinion, it slowly escalated. But when you read the emails, you, you get the feeling that it was quick. But it's just like... Guy asked about it. Dude wrote back with nothing except a day, December 17, which in this case was the day after he wrote that email, right? So he got he got an email on December 16th saying, when's my stuff going to ship? And he wrote back entire email, December 17, which was a lie. As you go on later, he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's coming in China. from customs. Yeah, yeah, from China. It's like, no, it's not shipping to your house. It's just coming to us. And um, 
it it just he's like oh well you know thanks for your response the December seventeen response uh but you know could you give me some more information and and then the the bad guy starts talking about how you know you got to just stop crying about your pre order you're just one dude and fine you want to return it you know you can have your money back and I'll just put it on eBay myself and like yeah the guy clearly the the marketing guy who like I don't know why he's answering emails about shipping dates anyway by the way. Um, is just, like he can't keep himself under control, and the fact that he works for a PR firm is just laughable. Yeah, that's, um, that's what's crazy. Like, if he's been doing this job for any period of time longer than a day, he should know you can't email and say these things to customers for a company that you're representing. Like, especially if you're in PR, you understand that communication exists. Yeah, you can't say those things, even yeah. if you think them. You can't email a person and say. Well, screw you. Cancel your order, and I'll just sell them on eBay because you suck. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, I tell the story again just because it's it's sort of it's good for all of our our esteem and egos to see the little guy win yeah. um, because this guy was such a d bag, and I think that that is a fitting way to sort of end the program today, end of the year. Um, it's nice. So. Maybe, though, if we have something else, we can chat around on a happy note. What else? A more happy note? Anything else going on, Rich? You, uh... I don't know. I mean... Nothing? I haven't really... Not been playing anything else? No. I've been playing a, a couple games. I got, I got my new Transformer tablet. Did, did you get the Asus. Transformer Prime? The Well, they're out, but you can't get them anywhere. So I have a Transformer. You got a Transformer, but you didn't get the Transformer Prime? No. It was, it was given to me as a Christmas present. Yeah. So, so you shouldn't it. have opened it. You should return it and get the Transformer Prime. But I I don't know. Like, I've played a couple games, and there's not a whole lot just because the touch interface just doesn't work. I did play on live, and that is just atrocious as can be on a tablet. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. But yeah. you could you could use a controller on that, right? You can. But you don't have one. But I, I don't have one. But the, the latency is so bad. Like, it's, it's a whole second between input and what happens on Oh, screen. my gosh. All right. Well, I think we should have just ended on the PR <laughs> thing. All right. Hey, Ara. Feel better, man. Yes, You'll be, be Will you be in the studio next week? Only time will tell. All right. Well, I hope you will be. Everybody, thank you for sticking with us for eight uh, short, long, medium-paced years. Oh, dude. Last week with my in-laws at the karaoke bar, I sang Adam Sandler's at a medium pace. With my in-laws right there. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> really one of the best stories of the year. Anyway, end of the show, folks. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember... All your base are belong to us.